podcast called Live in the Stream comes to you each week. Streaming recommendations during NFL season, it's not just tongue and cheek. Quarterback, defense, tight end recommendations based on opposition matchups. Here are your podcast hosts, JJ Zacharyson and Danny Carter, Living the Stream. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Living the Stream. I'm JJ Zacharyson, the late round quarterback. And I'm, of course, joined by the loveliest of all the co-hosts, Denny Carter. Denny, what's going on, my man? Hey, JJ, not much. I just want to, you know, reach out and give a, a hearty welcome to all the Jimmy Graham owners out there um, who, you know, tuning into the show. I will say uh, you, you must repent uh, before you listen to the streaming recommendations based on opposition matchups. But you're very welcome here. I'm, I'm glad to see you here. Yes, yes, we have we have new listeners. Anytime there's a an injury to a, 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 a t- an elite tight end like that, we always gain listeners. Right, like with Gronk last yeah. year. Yeah, well, on and off all of last year. Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, I, you know, just coincidentally, I ran into our friend, our good friend, friend of the show, I would say, uh, Kenny Darter. Oh wow! Yeah, at, at the local waiver wire, actually, uh, just yesterday. So. And I actually uh, recorded it on my phone if you wanted to take a listen. Yeah, yeah, let's listen to that. Oh, hey, uh, Kenny, is that you? Um, I, uh, well, uh, yes, yes it is. Uh, you're here at the waiver wire? Looking for, what, uh, waiver wire options? Well, I mean, (laughs) that's kind of a, kind of a funny story. I'm more so here to mock the losers who come here every week, you know, desperately shopping for the rest because they don't have the best. They're idiots, in my opinion. I, uh, I see. I mean, look at the moron over there kicking the tires on Owen Daniels. I mean, who even knows who that guy is? How can we even be sure he plays in the NFL? Uh, Kenny... Uh, yeah. Are you here because Jimmy Graham is expected to miss the next couple weeks with a shoulder injury? What? No. And maybe you're hoping to fill in for him with a tight end facing a favorable matchup this week and maybe next week? Yes. Okay, yes. Are you happy? Do you want to see me cry right here, right now, in front of everybody? It's embarrassing. Yeah, actually, I'd, I'd actually love to see you cry, uh, for being honest. This is tough for me, okay? This is a very difficult time. I've never been to the waiver wire because I've always had the best and bludgeoned the rest. I mean, I'm scared. If we're going to be honest with each other here. Yes, yeah, I mean, we're being honest. I mean, look at that guy over there. Looking at the Bills defense that... That's terrifying to me. I'm terrified. This is a waking nightmare for me. Why doesn't that guy own the Seahawks defense? What are the Buffalo Bills? I have so many questions here at the waiver wire. Look, it's okay, Darter. Calm down, relax, breathe a little bit. Seattle is at bottom seven fantasy defense right now. Buffalo has a really nice matchup this week at home against the Vikings. I mean, it makes a lot of sense to just pick them up and stream them this week. How dare you besmirch the name of the Seahawks defense? I'll smite you a thousand times with the heat of ten thousand white hot suns and... Okay, daughter. Good luck here. I'm, I'm going to head out now. No, wait. No. No, wait. Don't leave me. Please don't leave me. Don't leave! Wow. Well, welcome Kenny Darter to Living the Stream then, huh? I guess. I mean, I'm sorry to have left him there in uh, such a rush, but, uh, you know, I can only take so much darter, to be honest. Uh, so, uh, But hopefully he picks up a, a good one, and I, I think we have at least two or three really solid streamers this week. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it was, you know, last week was, was actually pretty solid uh, overall. One thing I do want to mention, which was, it was so funny. I was, uh, when, when Joe Flacco was going off, which, by the way, like, it, it's it's just hilarious. So, like, I 
we were we were talking on Twitter uh, about streaming in general, and I think that there's still a, a turnoff with a lot of people when mm-hmm. they see us recommend, let's say, in week five, we were both on the, the Bortles train, right? And he didn't perform very well. He had, like, five fantasy points. Um, and, and Jake Locker, when he had 10 or 11 back against Dallas in week two before we knew that Dallas was actually legitimate. Uh, right. um, you know, those are those are instances where streaming has failed, and it, it hasn't worked, at least from you know quarterback perspective. Obviously, tight ends are very volatile and, and so on and so forth. Um, I think that there's just this, like, general thought that quarterbacks that were drafted in the top 10 or 15 are automatically producing quarterback one numbers every single week. Like, yeah, like I, I think, yeah. I think that when there's a bad week as a streaming quarterback option, there's this assumption that other quarterbacks are performing well, as if, as if a guy like Nick Foles can't have a bad week. <laughs> right. right. I like, I, I don't know. It's just something that's like that, that I've, I noticed this past week a lot. And I think it's really important to bring up because that's just, it's just not the way it works. You know, even if there's, it's crazy. It's like, it's like we're streaming quarterbacks. We're taking guys off the waiver wire. We're taking tight ends off the waiver wire. And if they don't produce, you know, in two weeks out of six, let's say, um, that's really not that bad considering uh, what, what the the opportunity cost involved is. Yeah. And, and, and uh, you, you know, remember that, um, if you, uh, you know, if, if you're streaming quarterbacks, um, you were able to use probably, you know, an earlier mid round pick on a wide receiver or running back who is, you know, probably keeping your average score up every week. Yeah. Um, as I think you mentioned that in, in your, in your first book, um, just the ability to stock up on and get and, and build some depth in positions that require depth really, yeah. uh, so that's that's important to remember, and I know it, like I, it stings. It stings when you when you know you you stream a quarterback, and you, you want to feel like the 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 smartest guy in the room, uh, and and something like Bortles happens where he just totally craps the bed. But um, uh, but you know what that that happened. You know Aaron Rodgers in Week One. It's happened to Drew Brees a couple times this season, uh, just to name a couple. I mean. I mean, Russell Wilson was a bottom three quarterback last yeah, week. Yeah, and, so. and Foles had his performance the one week. Oh. And, and, I mean, like, it's happening to every non— I mean, Peyton Manning's the only quarterback, where it's, and, and I guess Andrew Luck this year as well, where it's just not happening, where they're literally just—they're just, unbelievably consistent. Um, but, you yeah. know, it's like outside of that, Matt Ryan's been crap. Uh, you know, there's just a lot of—and also Jay Cutler's actually one that's been pretty consistent, too. Yeah, your boy. He's number, I think, the number three fantasy quarterback through six yes, weeks. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But uh, you know, it's just it, it's it's just one of those things that I think that every once in a while we need to bring up. It's not just quarterbacks either. We both write about quarterbacks and quarterback streaming, and we talk about it on the podcast. And you know, we 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 do a lot of work with it, and we go on that on the Rob Silver show, and we're giving a recommendation each week. Which, by the way, you did throw Joe Flacco out on the show last week. <laughs> I, I'm uh, I blacked out I think for a second. <laughs> so that's that's you. So you went on. I love how when you went on, you had Eli. The last two weeks you've been on. The last two times you've been on, you had Eli and Joe Flacco, and I went on during the Bortles week. You you had a, you got the short end of the stick there, that's and hilarious. and uh, I I I will say that the Flacco recommendation was not uh, comfortable at all. Like I re- I just remember going back and forth before the show started. I was I was thinking, well, you know. Ah, uh, you know, maybe I'll go with this guy. That somebody safe or somebody. And I was like, no, you know what? I'm going to trust this terrible this this Tampa uh, secondary is, is as terrible as advertised. And and I mean, within what two minutes of the start of the game, I was like, well, that was the right choice. Yeah, I mean, like it's hard whenever you're giving one recommendation like that. It almost feels like you have to just go with like the volatile option that can like give you yeah. give you the thirty points, like like an Eli or like Carson in week one or like Flacco last week. Those kind of players, or like like Locker, you know, those kind of guys that can actually like produce crazy numbers, even though they have a really really scary floor. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm all for that. Uh, honestly, I mean, I uh, I I think you know you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna you know miss on on a few but i i i love the volatile option especially if you go into a week you know in redraft where you're really you know where you're you're looking at the your opponents and you understand that you're a big underdog 
Exactly. And that, that's the time to pull out that kind exactly. of Exactly. That's really important too. You know, when we're giving these recommendations, a lot of the way that you structure your lineup, you might just need a floor from a guy. You might just need Brian Hoyer and that's fine. Yeah. 12 points, done. Uh, <laughs> and that's exactly what he produces every single week. Um, but, you know, and, and the same with tight ends. You might just need a really boring volume guy like Heath Miller in a PPR league rather than going for it all uh, with a more athletic tight end. Um, so, you know, I think... I think it all depends on lineup uh, structure and how how, you, how it's all coming together. But it's been it's been fun going on that show and, and talk and you and I just kind of going back and forth every week talking about um, who we're gonna pick and whatnot. And then and then you going on the the Eli one to like that one week when you picked the Eli one that was so out of left field for me. It was awesome though. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I, I, I never would have had the balls to put Eli out there. Our, I, I think our our strategy is is not quite the same, and I, I bet you that I'm gonna one day recommend someone who, you know, like a like a cousins type who yeah. probably is gonna be benched in the first quarter or yeah. something. Well, that was that that Eli that Eli week might go down as the best quarterback streaming week in the history of football because that was like oh. that was with like Teddy and I think Tannehill had a good week that week. Like it was it was pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah, I felt like we should have maybe retired after yeah, that. I, yeah, I don't, just go out on top. Like if you get a hole in one in golf, like you're done. Just just leave the just course. Leave, leave, leave the course. leave the bags at the hole. Yeah. Just just yeah. walk away. You're done. Because your next your next tee shot is going to be a, a duck hook into the yeah, woods. It's going to be awful. So. Um, so speaking of last week, actually before we get going, you want to talk about our sponsor, Dennis? Yes, I do. Our sponsor, as always, is uh, Sportable. Uh, you can see them at Sportable. Is and on the Twitter machine at, at Sportable NFL, um, they, uh, they actually have, uh, along with just like, you know, uh, more traditional uh, uh, fantasy stats and fantasy breakdowns, um, they have uh, offensive line uh, breakdowns uh, courtesy of my boy, Sully, Sully, on Twitter. Love Sully. He's awesome. And, He's uh, a funny dude. Uh, uh, yeah, no, you, you guys need to follow Sully on, on Twitter and uh, he's a, um, I believe he's a former offensive lineman. He knows a ton about offensive lines. I've actually followed his advice on, a, a few times when uh, when offensive lines are facing injuries. Anyway, he has some some analysis on Sportable that I think is, is pretty helpful. Um, so check it out, Sportable. That is uh, on Twitter at Sportable NFL. Yes, sir. All right. Let's get into so you know we're like we've said we're very transparent on here. Uh, so last week your def- the defensive picks that you threw out there were Tennessee, San Diego, and Minnesota. Um, I think, but we can just move on. No, I don't think I don't think it was was it that bad. Tennessee wasn't that bad, were they? Uh, no, no, no. Tennessee was. Fine. Yeah, they were I top mean, twelve, weren't they? Yeah, they they were. Uh, yeah, they were eighth. Uh, eighth in standard scoring uh and uh minnesota somehow scored six fantasy points yeah. i don't know I how them and then um yeah and then san diego uh, san diego was a disaster it just you know it's a thing it's a situation where the hope was that the raiders would be forced into really unfavorable uh must pass uh circumstances um and they really weren't yeah. uh, the game script was kind of right on cue for the Raiders and um, the, the the Chargers defense, which is not really good. I mean, don't I know they've put up some gaudy numbers because they played a lot of really bad teams, but they're not good. And I think they 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 showed that as soon as I saw that they were kind of going back and forth, I I knew it was trouble for the uh, for the Chargers and and you know maybe it's a lesson that the you know the the, the burying of the football in Oakland, uh, uh, the Sperano uh, burying of the football is. Uh, is the turning of a new leaf, yeah. you know, Super, Super Bowl champs coming up. Yeah. yeah, that was a pretty crazy performance by, like, Andre Holmes and Derek Carr. Oh, my God, they look like Montana and Rice. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty crazy. I was I was, I was, was definitely surprised. I, I trotted out uh, San Diego in some season-long leagues and was not happy. Oh, man, it hurt, yeah. And everybody, I just want you to know, I, I got a lot of questions about, oh, what, what happened with San Diego? I mean, I don't, I don't really know for sure, but... I, I do want you to know that I I suffer with with you yeah. when when this happens. Like I don't I don't recommend the Chargers and then not play them. I mean I I play I play them everywhere, and I was dinged everywhere, including DFS. Yeah, so. I hear you. Um, the quarterback picks last week were were pretty solid. Uh, we had Joe Flacco obviously with his five touchdowns. Um, Brian Hoyer was mentioned, and he 
You know, if game script didn't go the way it did, he was going to get 20 points. He, he, he uh, yeah. was going to get 20 fantasy points, but he only completed eight passes. Um, but he still he still finished with 12, so that wasn't wasn't awful. Um, and then Ryan Tannehill, I threw out there as well. Um, he had, he ended up having a solid day against a, against an improved Green Bay secondary, um, and and he ended up having 18 fantasy points. I think he ran the ball a decent amount. Um, which is good to, which yeah. is good to see because it's part of the reason uh, for Tannehill's upside. Yes. Um, and then at tight end we had we had Luke Double L Wilson and he had two catches for eleven yards because Dallas's defense, my goodness, that was that was rough to watch as well. Um, we had Owen, Owen Daniels, I think, was the popular pick last week. That's that's who I was on. That's who you were on. Um, and I, you know, I don't think it was a bad, you know, it's a process versus results thing. I don't think it was a bad choice. Um, no, not at all. He was one, he was one fingertip away from a 25 yard touchdown right, in the first. Right. You know, I, I don't, I don't think it, you know, Tampa Bay hasn't covered tight ends very well this year. Um, obviously Flacco was, was doing whatever he wanted against that secondary. So I don't really, I don't really look at that as a bad play, even though I understand he only had two catches for 34 yards, but it, it, it could have been a lot better. Um, and, and I'm still, I'm, I'm pleased with the, the process that we, that we use to get yeah, to that point. No, no, no. Listen, Daniels to me was a clear cut top five option last week. He was, this sounds weird to say from a team that scored a hundred points, uh, but he was the, the victim of, of game flow. I mean, Baltimore, uh, shut it down offensively for the entire second half and some of the se- second quarter actually. Yeah. So I, I believe if if that was kind of a normalish type type flow that he would have been uh you know he he would have been in the five six seven catch area maybe eighty yards maybe a touchdown so um you know he had he had that one shot at a touchdown and and that was it because the Ravens took their foot off the gas yeah, yeah absolutely um and then I did bring up just as an aside kind of uh was Jordan Reed um who he was available last week in about I think it was over 50 percent of leagues right now his percentage ownership in on ESPN.com uh, I don't know if it's because there's still some time for people to clear their first round of waivers uh but he's still out there in 45 percent of leagues um which is insane to me because he had eight catches last week and I think he had 11 targets Wow, really? Yeah, so I think he's still. I mean, if he's out there, you have to get him. He's a he's a he's a tight end one. Uh, that's he showed that last year. Uh, according to number fire metrics, he was uh, of of the of the top uh, fifteen tight ends last year. According to number fire metrics, he was the most efficient. Um, he he's just he's a monster. He's really good, and I, and that's a tight end friendly offense as we've seen with Niles Paul this year. Um, yeah. So yeah, he, he wow. definitely killed it last week, which is good to see. All right. Let's talk week seven, Denny. Okay. Uh, start with defenses. Let's do it. Yes. Yeah. All right. So um, the uh, the old streaming scores, which I have posted on the fakefootball.com, if you'd like to check it out, uh, are incredibly high on the Bills defense. And I know that's not a shock to anyone who's been following how, how putrid the, the Vikings offense is. The Vikings go to Buffalo to play this week. Um the Vikings are not only not moving the ball, uh, they're not scoring, and they're giving up a ton of sacks. They've given up 15 sacks over the past two weeks. Um, and the Bills, uh, I was I was a little bit surprised to see this, the Bills are averaging um, 3.2 sacks per game, which is the, the sixth best mark in the NFL mm-hmm. through six weeks. So uh, I think you combine uh, those two factors, and uh, you have a recipe for many more sacks against Teddy Bridgewater. Um, I do want to. I, uh, I do want to say too. It's kind of incredible that the Bills' defense is is playing as well as like they're they're seventh, I think, uh, on number fire overall. And they they lost Jarris Bird, Kiko Alonso, Mike Pettin, their defensive coordinator, went to coach the Browns. It's 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 Jim Schwartz, man. He's doing work as their coordinator there. Yeah, he is. And and uh, uh, you know, don't be scared off. I mentioned this in my my streaming column. Uh, don't be scared off by what happened uh, against the Patriots last week. I don't think that that's any reflection on on you know what the Vikings can or will do uh, uh, this week. So I, I see the Bills as kind of the rare uh, high floor, high ceiling option um, this yeah, week. So, so they're ideal, right? I mean, yeah, they're they're the perfect streamer, I think. No, but it, you know, because I mean, a lot of times we talk about well, this this 
team definitely has a a high floor, but their ceiling might not be or might be capped a little bit. Well, that that's not the case here. So I'm very bullish on the Bills. So go get them. Uh, I, I think they're still out there in half of league. Yeah, yeah, so. they definitely they're they're definitely after after waiver wires process. Yeah. So ho- hopefully you got them uh, just to begin with. Um, uh, let's see, uh, and and my second uh, recommendation, I'll, I'll throw out a flyer here in a second. Uh, but the the Browns are uh, the the proverbial uh, don't overthink it candidate of the week playing at Jacksonville. Um, you know, obviously, we, it, we want our our streamers, our streaming defenses, to be playing at home. Um, but if it if it ever didn't matter, uh, it's it's against this Jaguars team. Uh, be, you know, which has I don't know maybe the worst rushing attack if you can even call it that that I've. In recent memory, on the, on I mean, the planet, they, yeah, like the they, the rushing attacks in in Russia are are better. I'm, that's that's what I wrote this week. I think you're just plagiarizing me. Yeah, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> just joking, but uh, the so the Browns are are at least before process, uh, waivers process, they were out there in eighty uh, percent of leagues. Um, the if when you adjust for strength of schedule, uh, the Jags are giving up fifteen point two points per game, fantasy points per game to opposing defenses. Uh, so basically you're just, you're just hoping that the Browns take advantage of Blake Bortles having to throw it everywhere all the time, uh, in this one. And, um, there, so I see them as, as, as a safe option as well. So Browns and Bills, uh, definitely my top two in that order. I'm sorry, Bills, Browns in that order, um, uh, for me. And then, uh, if you miss out on those. Uh, grab the Cowboys defense. Yeah. Uh, JJ, you had just mentioned that you know it w- it's been a running joke for two and a half years now. To you know that the, the Dallas has no D or they're called Alice. I don't remember what the joke was, <laughs> obviously, but it wasn't that funny to begin with. Uh, uh, <laughs> so the the Cowboys are playing the Giants, and uh, I think that the you know the Eagles showed what happens when you blitz and blitz and blitz that giants offensive line, which is Eli has no time, even in a, even in a scheme that's designed on quick dropbacks and quick passes, high percentage passes. Not even that was happening last week against, against Philadelphia as you know, everyone who played Eli and daily learned this hard way, the sad crying in the shower way, obviously. Um, uh, so you know that there's. I don't think there's much reason to think that the Cowboys won't do something similar, if not the exact same. Uh, you know they're without Victor Cruz now. The Giants are. Uh, I'm not sure if Victor Cruz was a huge difference maker, but it can't help. And I think at home against the Giants, um, and I, I just I think that that the Cowboys upside is as high as any defense this week. Um, so if you miss out on the Bills and Browns, uh, grab Dallas. Yeah. I also, I don't know what your thoughts are, but I like the Bears this week too. Oh, yeah, against the Dolphins at home, yeah. sure. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm, I'm on the Bears. Because the Bears are, are playing good defense right now. So it's not it's not even just a, a matchup. I mean, the matchup is great. The Dolphins aren't, aren't phenomenal offensively. But at home, uh, playing strong D, uh, I mm-hmm. like them. I know that this this isn't quite you know we we always look for for sacks and and turnovers with streaming options but something jumped out at me um, Chicago uh, the Ch- Chicago's defense is allowing uh, 5.8 yards per play which is uh, the the fifth uh, lowest mark in the yeah. league so they uh, yeah I mean they're they're legitimately good and I think that um, the Dolphins offense can be really bad as we've yeah. seen yeah cool. All right, so the Bills, Browns, Cowboys. Um, yep. All right, I'll go into quarterback. So I was looking at quarterback ownership percentages. I'm just going to throw it out there. I, I do like Kirk Cousins this week, but he is owned in 45% of leagues still. Um, so while I do like Kirk Cousins, I'm not going to necessarily talk about him here just because of that ownership percentage. Uh, the same goes for for Joe Flacco. It's a little bit lower. Um so I'll mention Joe Flacco first. Um, you know, he's kind of a fringe streamer because of his ownership percentage. But he gets Atlanta, who's allowed the eighth, 18th most fantasy points to quarterbacks. Um, and according to number fire metrics, they're a bottom five secondary. They've been a bottom five secondary for over a year now. They've, they've been awful. Um, you know, I, I just think, you know, obviously the way that Flacco's performing right now, the, the, uh, 
the Baltimore offense, when adjusted for strength of schedule, is the eighth best passing offense uh, according to net expected points in the NFL right now. Um, wow. And Joe Flacco, according to passing net expected points as a quarterback, is a top five quarterback, which I understand part of that is skewed because of his, his performance against Tampa Bay. Uh, but even entering last week, it was close to that. Um, he's, he's playing well. Gary Kubiak is doing a lot for that offense. Um, it's, it's been, it's been pretty crazy to see considering they've, they're not even using their, their top two running backs entering the season. Um, and, and they have one of the best rushing attacks in the, in the entire league. I think that's the downside with Flacco this week though, is that they do have a good rushing attack and Atlanta is very exploitable on the ground as we saw last week with Forte and many weeks prior as well. Um, so you have to be on the lookout for that, but I do like Flacco this week. I think he, he should have another solid performance and he's at home, which is always good. Yeah. Um, but the I think the top streamer, my favorite streamer this week, um, is Carson Palmer. Uh, he's he's still only owned in 7.4% of ESPN.com leagues, which is pretty insane to me uh, because he, he has QB1 potential. Um, not that we necessarily need to look for plug-and-play options, but he, he could eventually be that. Um, sure. He's been solid in the two games that he's uh, played this year. He had 17 and 21 fantasy points. He had 17 last week. Uh, I think that was like a QB 16 number. Um, he has the weapons that you need to really have a high floor uh, with, with Michael Floyd, with Larry Fitzgerald, with, with Brown, with Ellington. Um, it, it's, it's a good situation to be in. Bruce Arians loves to throw the ball vertically. We didn't see that as much last week because of his shoulder injury, so hopefully things get a little bit better. Um, Oakland does rank 14th against quarterbacks uh, in terms of fantasy points against. The one thing that I do want to point out there is that according to number fire metrics, which are adjusted for strength of schedule, they don't necessarily, they're not weighted towards touchdown production, which is pretty important in fantasy. Um, Mm -hmm. Oakland ranks 25th against the pass, and I think that's really important. Um, And then obviously with Carson Palmer, you have Narrative Street. Oh, Narrative Street. Yeah, you got the the old team playing the Raiders. So we'll see what happens. I think think Palmer's a pretty safe bet this week, though, Um, and that'll probably come back to haunt me. Yeah, I look at you got to you got to go narrative street walking walking down whistling down narrative street you got to got to stick by that. Uh by by the way, you know, I know we talked about Eli on on the show last maybe few weeks now. Mm-hmm. Um the I'm I'm not really messing with anybody playing any streamers playing the Cowboys defense. No. Uh and there's a good reason why uh uh well a few good reasons. Uh, one is that um, just raw fantasy points, only five teams give up fewer points to quarterbacks than, than the Cowboys. And uh, they've they've given up uh, only two touchdown passes over the past three weeks. That's yeah, crazy. Uh, and, you know, so uh, another thing is that teams, uh, you know, teams that, that, can, that stay with the Cowboys and, and or beat the Cowboys run the ball a lot. Right. Uh, so the, the the formula there to beat Dallas is not to put it in the air 35, 40 times, um, as we saw, you know, with with Seahawks last week. Uh, so that that's why Eli's, you know, not not on our list this yeah, week. Yeah. The other thing too, so this is kind of, I mean, it's kind of related, but like, uh, I wrote this up in my start sit that's being published tomorrow. But Ruben Randall's, I, I love his situation moving forward. I think it's going to be really interesting to see how he. I think he's going to be a wide receiver too. Uh, but this week, the the Cowboys have given up only only one receiver has been ranked higher in PPR leagues in a given week than twenty eighth, and that was that was Anquan Bolden in week one. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy how good they're they're playing. It, it's it's insane to me to 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 say this right now. Uh, but they're 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 so good, so much of it that that I think you know a lot of people are, are talking about and like coming around to and realizing. So much of it is because their offensive line and, and DeMarco Murray can control the clock so long that uh, opposing offenses aren't aren't running plays. They're not seeing any volume yeah. among all teams. Among all teams who um, they rank they rank last basically uh, in in plays against. Um, I say basically because the teams that are ranked ahead of them per se haven't are already had their bye. So the, there's an extra game there. Even even yeah. when you factor in those teams, they rank seventh. So like. They're not seeing any game, any any plays against, and that's really really bad news when it comes to fantasy football because it's such a volume driven game. Right. So uh, 
j- just raw numbers. Uh, Dallas is is seeing uh, Dallas opponents are ha- uh, averaging fifty six snaps per game against the Cowboys. That's real offensive That's snaps insane. per game. That's really really low. That's dangerously low for fantasy purposes. It's enough to it's enough to really make you think about anybody um, uh, playing playing like, against the Cowboys. Like think about that for a second. F- what is it? Fifty six? You said. Yeah, yeah. Like like. Last year, the, almost every single team, I think outside of two or three, were averaging 30 dropbacks per game. And, mm-hmm. and the Cowboys, if, even if you have a 50-50 pass-to-run ratio, like let's just assume that, and, and, like you're assuming then that no running, no running back is going is to get close to 20 carries then. You, you know, mm-hmm. you're going to have to the, – the way the math works with that is that your quarterback is – either either your quarterback isn't going to hit 30 attempts or your running back isn't going to come close to 20 rushing attempts. I mean, that's just that's just the way it's going to work, which is why, like, in Andre Williams this week, it's, it's frightening to, to think about yeah. what can happen. I know. Uh, j- just for some perspective on that uh, uh, snap uh, issue, uh, the Bengals see the most offensive snaps against per game at 75. So we're talking about the difference of almost 20 plays per game. That's – just a gigantic margin. Yeah, that's crazy. And that's why, yeah, exactly. Um, and then I'll just throw out, uh, I, I, like, I don't think that this guy is necessarily in the same on the same level. Like, Carson Palmer, you should most definitely play over this guy. Um, but I'm going to throw out the high floor Brian Hoyer, um, just as a, as a streaming option this week against Jacksonville. Jacksonville's 29th in points against against uh, quarterbacks, fantasy-wise. They, they gave up a QB4 performance to Phillip Rivers, QB1 performance to Andrew Luck. Uh, Kirk Cousins was the seventh best quarterback when he played against them. It's going to depend on game flow a lot. It's going to depend on kind of how things formulate in the red zone because if Hoyer can get two touchdowns, that's that's what he needs. He just needs two touchdowns. He can be close to that QB one territory. He just hasn't been yeah. able to do that this year. So um, I'm 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 okay with if if you're desperate, if you want to roll Hoyer out there and hope that um, you know maybe he he looks to Jordan Cameron in the red zone uh, now that he's healthy. Um, otherwise, you know, like it's just, it's such a run heavy team right now. And that's, that's kind of what we knew going into the season. That's part of the reason why I just wasn't really high on like stashing Josh Gordon because they were going to be run heavy. They, they showed that they were going to be run heavy. They not only signed Ben Tate, but then they drafted two running backs. Um, and and we're seeing that and and Ben Tate's awesome in fantasy. I love him in fantasy. As a as a Josh Gordon truther, I'm not very happy about this at all. But <laughs> I'm just you know like like I I I understand. I mean the Josh Gordon thing's a whole uh, a completely separate discussion because I think that's more about the cost associated with holding him for so long uh, than anything else. But you know I just I it, it's just not a, a very pass friendly offense um, even when he comes back. I really, I, I don't, I don't think it's going to like, I think he's going to be fine. Don't get me wrong. He's going to be yeah. a good wide receiver, but it's not going to be as favorable as last. They were the most pass heavy team last year from a volume perspective. Um, yeah. So, I mean, you know, they're a team that if they could pass it only 10 times a game, they would. Exactly. Exactly. Mike, Mike that's the way that Mike Pettin is. Um, you know, he's defensive oriented and he likes to run the ball. It's like Rex Ryan. Cause he was under Rex Ryan when, when uh, the, the jets were good. Um, oh, can we please have fantasy friendly coaches hire? I know somewhere? we need more. We need to clone Mark Tressman. Oh man, everywhere, everyone just wants to win. But everybody, every coach just wants to win six to three. I swear. Yeah. I mean, that's just like that's like the coach's dream. Mike, six like Mike, Mike McCoy is the worst. Oh, McCoy. I mean, you know, now Jason Garrett. Yeah. Uh, it's terrible. I never thought I'd do that, but you know, I, I mean, it just. Ah, uh, stop! Get, stop with your defense and your running. Just give me plays. Give me, give me points. My God! And, and don't, don't rotate personnel. Just be the Bears. Yeah, yeah right. Exactly. Everyone be the Bears, and you know this game will get easier. Yeah, please. Yeah, absolutely. Um. All right. So those are the quarterback streamers. Basically, Palmer, Flacco. Um. Also, my, I, I love the autocorrect with with Flacco. Going. It always goes to. It always goes to flaccid. <laughs> Oh, the kids are listening every every time, every time. So one of my buddies texted me. He's like, "Man, I, I didn't realize that flaccid was on the waiver wire." Uh, <laughs> you said flaccid, Did you mean- flaccid waiver wires, Denny. Right. Don't Google that, everyone. Yeah. I just I just did, and definitely don't Google image it. That's all. All I'm saying. Yeah. 
Um, all right, let's look at tight ends this week. Um, why don't you start? All right, well, uh, in- incredibly, and I actually hadn't really looked at, uh, at him as, as a streaming option uh, until a few minutes before the show, but incredibly, Dwayne Allen is available um, on almost 60% of waiver wires right, right now, uh, not, not yesterday before waivers processed. You know, I'm I'm sure, you know, if you're listening to the show, you're probably in a hardcore league where Allen was, you know, drafted in some ridiculous round. Um, so maybe, you know, he might not be available. But if he is available on, on your wire, you know, go get him right now. The um, the Bengals are uh, terrible. I mean, uh, atrocious against opposing tight ends. Uh, they, um, again, they're giving up the most uh, plays per game to opposing offenses. So that's, so that's good. But so against the teams, against teams that actually use their tight end as part of the passing offense. And by that I'm throwing, I'm throwing out the Falcons game against the Bengals. That's, that's what I'm doing here. Okay. So if you throw out that Falcons game, they don't, they, they do not use their, their tight end in that offense. Um, then tight ends against Cincy are averaging nine and a half receptions and 115 yards per game. Yeah. I mean, that is, that's remarkable. So uh, Dwayne Allen is more efficient on a per-target basis than Travis Kelsey, who is an efficiency monster, as we all know. Um, so if you, if you can get him, get him. Uh, and, and, that, and I think that that goes uh, as well for, for Kobe Fleener to a much lesser extent. I mean, he's not seeing the action, but... Uh, he's still on the field. He's still running a lot of a decent amount of routes, and if he's ever going to take advantage of a matchup, it's it's this one. So he's more. I would say he's more of a flyer kind of desperation play for 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 deep leagues. But man, I can't believe Allen is available in six out of ten leagues. Yeah, you also have to slap yourself in the face before you play Kobe Fleener. Oh no, yeah. I mean, well, you slap yourself, and then and then even if he scores twice, yeah. Uh, uh, you that de- you then after the game punch yourself right in the eyes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's the it's the Kobe Fleener treatment. Yeah, I mean, I thought I thought everyone. Yeah, knew that. sorry, I, mean, I just I thought I should just met, let it be known. I mean, we could put a, I could you know put it on YouTube just to show you how it's yeah. done because I I actually do that every every Sunday night no matter who I play. So <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> uh, yeah, so like I have I have Allen in my start sit right up as well and and uh, we saw Dennis Pitta had eighteen. This is PPR fantasy points. 18.3 from Pitta, 9.4 from Delaney Walker. New England tight ends combined, that's that's uh, Tim Wright and Rob Gronkowski for 41.5. Uh, Greg Olson had 18.2 uh, against them last week. I mean, and, and like you said, our, I know that you're, I think your efficiency metric was in terms of fantasy points scored, I'm assuming. Um, yeah. the, and mm-hmm. even, even in terms of net expected points, he's third behind Julius and, and Kelsey. So he's right there with them. He's, he's efficient as, as crap. So... Um, it's efficient as crap. Yeah, because crap is super efficient, dude. I mean, it probably is in some way that we don't understand scientifically. I don't want to swear on this podcast. We already said it's a PG one. <laughs> no, I said it. Oh, I guess I could. But, we could say one swear word per podcast. Isn't that how PG works? You get you get uh, one, uh, just not the f word. Uh, I, I don't know. We'll have we'll have to check with the censors. We'll have to we'll have to check with our sponsor. Really, I don't know if our sponsor wants yeah, us just drop. That's a good point. Where. We can also if if someone you know hit us up on Twitter and let let me know how wrong I am about that because I completely just made it up. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, another guy I wanted to talk about was Josh Hill. This is for you, Kenny Darter. Um, Josh Hill, who's stepping in for Jimmy Graham. I'm really intrigued by because the Lions have essentially been giving up the same uh, type of production to tight ends as they have wide receivers this year. Um, they're, I think they're first in the league against wide receivers from a fantasy point side. Uh, they're 16th against tight ends. Only two wide receivers have 15 or more PPR points against them this year, and that's Jason Avant and Sammy Watkins. Um, five wide receivers have double-digit performances against them in PPR leagues, while four tight ends have double-digit performances against them in PPR leagues. Um, and the thing with Josh Hill is that, you know, obviously he's a backup, so people aren't that excited about backups. Usually backup tight ends are dad runners, um, just just the biggest dad runners ever. Uh, but Josh Hill actually, like, is kind of a physical monster. He's, he's physically gifted. Uh, he 
I ran him him in uh, on player profiler profiler dot com, uh, and his top comparable comes out as Tyler Eifert, which is wow. which is pretty crazy. Yeah, um, I think I think the Saints are going to have some trouble running the football against Detroit, um, and I think as a result, Breeze could see some volume this week, and I think that as a result of that, Josh Hill could be a really legitimate streamer. Yeah, I I, I mean he was a part of the offense before uh, Graham went down. I mean, not a reliable part, but a right. part. Nevertheless. Yeah. I think Ben Watson's there too. I think he could play like, he would be that, that uh, complimentary player uh, in, in the offense. But, you know, I think, you know, whenever, whenever you're looking for tight end streamers, we say this all the time, you want to have upside. That's why you're going with a guy like Dwayne Allen, because all he does is score touchdowns. You know, you want, you right. want to look for that upside. Um, right. Whereas, you know, there's no reason to necessarily just, unless like a guy like Heath Miller has a super, super, super favorable matchup, you don't just want to like throw him out there just for the sake of throwing him out there. So um, I think, I think Hill's a really interesting option this week. Yeah. I mean, you're basically uh, the Saints target Jimmy Graham about 10 times a game. Uh, So you're, you're hoping, you're thinking that his backup will see I don't know, five, six, seven targets. Maybe? Yeah, I mean, if he if he does, if he sees seven targets, I think that's amazing. Um, I also like Jared Cook this week, just to throw that out there, because I feel like we have to mention Jared Cook every week. He's had a great year, dude. He's like a he he's like a bottom tight end one, high end tight end two every single week. Um, he just hasn't put together monster performances. That's in PPR leagues too, but he's a he's a top six overall guy. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm looking at it right now. He's the top top six, and he's only played five games. Yeah, no, he's having a really, really good good year. Austin Davis seems to like him, and I was actually. Did you see uh, the millionaire, the the Millie Maker on uh, DraftKings? The guy who was who was coming for for the guy who ended up winning had Jared Cook, and Cook dropped that that uh, pass that he could have just walked into the end zone. If if he would have caught that, oh, I was sick for him. I I I made a mistake on that scoring. By the way, I know our listeners will kill me for this. Uh, he's not top. He's top six in targets. I I had it filtered wrong. So <laughs> nice. J- Jerry Cook is just outside of the top twelve overall. So my mistake. Yeah, it's still it's still solid. It's still good. Yeah. So shut up. All right. Uh, just to recap: Dwayne Allen, Josh Hill, a little Jared Cook. Uh, Carson Palmer, Joe Flacco, little Brian Hoyer. Um, I, I said a little, not little. Like it's not tiny Brian Hoyer. <laughs> I should have gone with regular size Brian Hoyer. Damn it. Uh, and then your uh, defensive streamers were the Bills, the Browns, and the Cowboys, and yes. and a little bit of of Chicago. A little, just a little, just a touch, just a touch <laughs> of Chicago. All right, I'm not sick this week, so let's let's get to some questions on Twitter. All right. Um, this is from at dbradshaw84. He says, question, is it too soon to sash a defensive special teams that has a favorable, favorable run of weeks in weeks 13 to 16? Sheesh. I mean, if you have like a, a giant bench, I, yeah. I don't know. I mean that, and then also like, are you, are you like locked into a playoff spot already? Right. I, don't I would never do that. I'm, that's not the kind. Of, I I play for I play for maybe three weeks ahead. Maybe. I mean, I'm yeah. A, I'm a, so, it's so much changes in the NFL. It's not even worth it. If if you're wondering, so because I, I do get these questions sometimes about like wh- who would you prefer over the next three weeks, and I that's such a difficult question. Yeah. I I would suggest going to the Streaming D app on RotoViz. It's a really helpful tool. It helps you, like everything on Rotoviz, visualize who has what coming up. So if you if you adjust the app to see uh, which teams have the most favorable overall schedule, uh, defenses have the most favorable overall schedule from week seven to ten. You get Buffalo, Arizona, Detroit. Yeah, those those are the three. So just if that helps you a little bit. Yeah. Um, next one is from at RJ B E S Q. That's not a word. So I'm just saying the letters. Um, he said, should he sell high on Jordan Reed or enjoy the ride? I mean, I think we sort of addressed that. I don't know who's buying him right yeah. now. I mean, if, if, if someone, it, it always depends in, the, in that kind of situation always depends on like, on, on what you're getting. But I think Jordan Reed's a tight end one from here on out. 
Yeah, I, I, I mean, you're you're gonna get an offer that's probably not gonna be too pretty. So I would I would just sit tight. Yeah. This is from at Madsen Tim. He said he offered Ruben Randall for Isaiah Crowell in need of receiver help. Oh, he was offered Ruben Randall for Crowell. Um, he's in need of receiver help. Should he do that? Yeah, yeah I'm I'm down with that. Crowell's I understand Crowell's a lore. He's he he looks great. Um, but Ben Tate's still that that guy there. He he would need an injury to be. Uh, a full full blown starter, and and that's not going to happen with Ben Tate. Yeah, never. Not Ben Tate. He doesn't get hurt. He's never been hurt. He hasn't been hurt in over twenty four hours. <laughs> so everyone just relax. Um, this is from at frivolous, frivolously LTS. He said, "Who to start, Eli or Carson?" I think we both agree, Carson. Yeah. Um, which tight end for rest of season, Kelsey or or Larry Donnell? That's Kelsey. Kelsey yeah. Thanks for thanks for that one because we both agree. This is from our buddy, uh, the FF Gator at at FF oh, Gator. Gator. Uh, middling bench players versus backups. Rather have guys with value now but low ceiling or no value until starter is out. Yeah. That's kind of the crow. That's similar. Well, crow at least gets production. I I struggle with that because uh, I just find it hard to make roster moves based on anticipated injuries you know what i mean like you know okay like ben tate i get it he's he's injury prone uh or you know whatever i don't something like that and so maybe you just bank on him you know suffering some sort of horrible injury i don't know yeah (laughs) i just i just don't like to make my decisions that way yeah i'm kind of the same way i think that um you know I would need a combination of a guy who maybe you feel like gets hurt, even though that's not really a thing to me, um, and a guy who's just not performing well. And and if the guy is just not performing well, like like I'm okay with rostering a guy like Alfred Blue because of the, of the the clear potential wear down of of Arian Foster or or Randall. Oh, I guess not Randall anymore because he steals things. Um, but you know, I I think it depends if if you're in a trade heavy league. Um, like a home league because they seem to trade a lot uh, rather than expert leagues. Um, I like getting guys that, that have production now because I can package them up in trades. Mm-hmm. So I would say that. Um, this is from at K, K of the world. Um, he said, oh, I guess there was, there was more to this question than I favored it, but let's get, he had two questions. Uh, so the other one is Clay Harbor or Cook in non PPR league. Clay, Clay Harbor or Cook? Yeah. Um, the 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 vacation spot or or the or the person that no one likes in fantasy football. I'd, I'd have to go. Yeah, I'd have to go Cook. Yeah, I'd go with Cook. Um, this is from Shakar Manor. Uh, he says, "Do I buy Megatron and at what price, Des?" No. What? No. I don't. What? I don't understand. I don't. I don't. Again. These like the questions where it's like, should I buy this guy? Just like general advice is, you have to get, you have to feel out what the other owner, how the other owner feels about that player. Like trading in fantasy football is not about going after one particular player. It's understanding what that other team needs and how that other team feels about that player. Yeah, I, I, I just like with with an injury with uh, like the AJ Green injury. Yeah, I don't know why you would want that. You know, I I don't really want that headache because it seems like it could be pretty serious. Um, but I mean, if if the owner is giving away green, then go ahead and yeah, or Calvin in this case. Cap, capitalize. But don't but don't trade for him as if he's going to play. You know, even in week eight. Yeah, really. Um, this is from at Deucelock six. He says Cousins or Palmer, and should I try to trade? Or at first, Cousins or Palmer? I think we both would. Would you say? Would you say Palmer? So I I actually have cousins two spots higher than Palmer okay. this week. Right. I would I would um, say Palmer uh, pretty yeah. pretty uh, pretty uh, I guess not. I, you know they're they're both pretty close. Yeah no they they are uh, I I the 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 Titans secondary is really awful yeah. the and and has been has gotten worse. Another thing is that like we talked about with teams. You know, t- t- teams that are able to grind down the clock, and 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 teams that aren't. Well, the Titans are not able right. to do that at all. So, the, so Washington is gonna is going to run a bunch of offensive plays, and I I really like 
Cousins uh, ceiling particularly. Yeah, that's a good call. That's a good call. Um, and then he said, should he try to trade uh, Deshaun Jackson, Keenan Allen, Brian Quick, and Larry Donnell, or or Jordan Cameron? Okay, so those those were all all things, uh, individual things for Ben uh-huh. Tate or Lamar Miller. I uh-huh. yeah, I would any of those guys for Ben Tate or Lamar Miller. I would do. I just don't know who would take take that. I mean, Keenan Allen is un untradeable. Un, I mean, he. I wouldn't be shocked. Actually, I said this on Twitter the other day in a ten team league. I wouldn't really quibble with dropping into the way. Dude, I so I have I had him and Reggie Wayne in my home league, and they were sitting on my bench because I've been trading and whatnot. I actually traded the two of them for Ryan Matthews and DeAndre Hopkins today. Wow. Yeah, I was pretty pleased with it just for 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 the upside. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's it's really tough to to get rid of Keenan Allen right now. Um this is from at Ross Kidwell. He said, "Which backup running back or highly unowned running back should be rostered?" Uh, I I'll just throw like I still think Alfred Blue is pretty interesting to own because he's he's going to see fairly significant volume if uh Aaron Foster breaks down, which they're running him a lot. Um so I'll just say that as a backup running back. I yeah I that's that's to, I'd have to do some some homework there yeah. but yeah blue I like blue in that situation. Yeah. Uh, this is from at Fitz underscore eight four three. He said start Cameron Danell or Kelsey. Uh, this week uh, Cameron. I have Kelsey higher. Yeah. I have Cameron against Jacksonville. Um, this is from our buddy Ducalion. Douche. Dude. He Dude. said, is Roddy droppable for Torrey Smith after two consecutive games with touchdowns? God, these are, I mean, these are questions that if we heard them in August, we, we would just like, we would just quit. Yeah. It's tough, man. Like Roddy, Roddy and, and Reggie Wayne's kind of the same way. I was talking to Rich Rebar about this. It's like, they're, they're the same kind of player to their offense right now. And it's, it's tough yeah. to see. I'd rather have Roddy than Torrey though. Yeah, me too. Um, this is from at rare Keith. He says, Keith, you're, this, this, this Keith is very rare, so we better be nice to him. He says, okay. with all the injuries and lack of depth at, at Fantasy RB2, I was wondering when you will start living the RB stream. Oh, never, never. man. I'm there's, way, and there's also way too much demand for, for running backs. It's just, it doesn't work that way. No, no, no. It's the, the whole thing. And, may, you know, maybe for those who have only been listening to the show for a short time, I mean, we focus on what we call onesie positions for a reason. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's not just, it's not just, you know, just because, I mean, the, the, the whole like stream running back on wide receiver, like we, if you're streaming tight end defense and quarterback, you probably don't even have to stream running back and wide receiver because you were able to stock up on that position in your. Team. Yeah. The other thing too, like, I don't know why people think that this year is so much different with, with regards to running backs. Like, if you look at the top running backs in the league, it's not that surprising. Um, so I'm just kind of throwing that out there because I think there's been a little bit too much uh, um, exaggeration, too, a little too much ex- exaggeration going on with regards to how those early round running backs are performing. Because uh, you got to yeah. give it time. Like we saw LeSean McCoy blow up against the Giants this week. Jamal Charles came back from his injury and he was fine. I mean, you got to relax a little bit. I think it's just because of the way it yeah. started – that's kind of the perception, uh, but, but yeah. really, it's not really the way it's going at all. I mean, Demarco Murray, Matt Forte, those are in, in Le'Veon Bell and, and Giovanni Bernard. All these guys were drafted early, you know. So yeah, uh, I, I feel like you have uh, the early the early round running back true believers and the zero running back true believers uh, just standing on opposite sides screaming at each other the same phrase, which is "Where's your god now?" Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and uh, you know, so because because you know you have you have Calvin and AJ Green down uh, to, to injury. You have guys like Fitzgerald and Keenan Allen and Patterson. Uh, you know, just uh, completely falling off the map to different extents. And then you have uh, you know running backs like um, you know like your Eddie Lacy's of the world who just you know hardly even usable as starters anymore. So you know both sides are just picking and choosing but, what they. Yeah, and like the other thing is, is that like Adrian Peterson, it, it's like, it's like it could have been any person. It just so happens that he was a top three running back pick. 
Yeah, that doesn't. No, that doesn't. Count yeah, like, about like it's just it's it's kind of frustrating. And I know, like, the, the problem too is that, like, um, like when you know, in five years, when I go back and look and try to do another running back bust rates article, I'm probably not going. I'm probably going to recognize Adrian Peterson as a massive bust. Well, yeah, just I mean, he'll, he'll how, register. Cause it, yeah, because it's, it's a data yeah. point. But he'll, he'll register as well. Also, I, I just want to address one thing. You mentioned Jamal Charles. Um, don't I see a lot of things? A lot of people on Twitter asking me. You know, uh, I'm trying to trade away. I'm trying to sell Jamal. Don't do don't do that. Right. Just like sit like JJ said, sit tight. He's 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 gonna he's going to score points. Okay, like he had the one ankle injury. He was out for one game. He came back. He blew up. Then he had a so-so game. Not maybe not even so-so, but in a, in a tough matchup. Just 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 let it let it happen. You cannot sell Jamal Charles at his current valuation. I mean, people don't. Are, you know, a lot of people don't even see him as elite right now. So you're not. If you trade him, you're going to be selling, uh, sell, selling low. Yeah, yeah. I totally agree with you. This is from at Oliver Severius. He says, or that's definitely wrong. But anyway. He says Dallas or Cleveland's defense this week. Cleveland, I mean, but very close. Yeah. I, I really like Dallas. And then, as a follow-up, and I've gotten this question a lot: who who do you think is going to um, benefit from Cruz's injury most? I mean, wasn't wasn't Randall by almost every measure already the number one? Receiver? Yeah, I mean, he was getting like double-digit targets per game. I just think that's going to be more consistent. And then I think. Odell Beckham is is gonna step up as well. Yeah, I mean he's he's gonna take Cruz's spot, right? I mean, yeah, you would, in yeah. The, the starting lineup. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I I don't know. It's it's hard to say because it's like you know Beckham will go from a barely targeted guy to a guy who gets decent volume, whereas Randall will go from a guy who's getting really good volume to a guy who's going who's still getting really good volume. So I find that a little bit hard to answer. Yeah. Um. We had the same exact question from Sean Worth, who writes for Number Fire, so we'll go over that. Uh, at Bear Hat Kyle, he says, uh, started off streaming defenses but ended up with Detroit, and he's been rolling. Should he drop them considering their schedule? That's getting more difficult. I mean, I, I still see them as the top 10 play this week against the against a, a Jimmy Graham-less Saints offense that really wasn't that hot anyway on the road where they play like garbage. Yeah, I mean, go go keep going. Yeah. Um, this is from at Kyle underscore lane zero three zero two as a Murray owner. Would you trade Kendall Wright or Ryan Matthews for Randall Joseph Randall? I'm assuming in PPR leagues, I would, I would trade Kendall Wright just because like, if you really want to have a handcuff to Murray, I'm not a big handcuff guy, but like Kendall Wright's doing nothing. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I, I guess if, if you really, really want to, I do the handcuff thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I mean, I'm not into handcuffing, but some people, if you feel better and you can sleep better at night, then sure. Um, this is from at CA underscore fanatic. He says, uh, Jordan Reed or Delaney Walker this week and this year. Reed. Yeah, I'd say Reed as well. Two more. We got one from at Konami QB. He said, is Zach Stacy now droppable? In the 10 teamer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, it really, I mean, it's been pretty consistent, his usage this season. It was pretty bad, I understand, this past week. But, I mean, I just wouldn't use him. I probably wouldn't drop him, but I wouldn't use him. Um, this last one is from at Orco Bag Chai, Chicago, maybe. Orco Bag. Um, he said, for the pod, he has Foles as a starter and a bench that he likes. Can he let go of Foles and start living the stream? I mean... I, I wouldn't commit to Foles as an every week starter, if that makes yes. sense. But I understand that you if you have him, it's really hard to bench him. No, I, I mean I'll I'll say this. I'm in a ten team league in, in a local league here and I drafted Matt Ryan because he dropped like incredibly low and I'm already done I'm just streaming now. Like I'm I don't I don't care. It doesn't because it doesn't there's so many quarterbacks out there. It's very easy to do it, so I'm just streaming. Yeah, that's a that's a degaff move right there. But yeah, I like it. Yeah, man. I like it. Of course. Um, but that's it. Those are all the questions we gave you our streamers. Denny, as we leave, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you? 
Yeah, it's uh, on Twitter at CD Carter thirteen. Uh, I write for the Fake Football, four for four dot com, uh, XN Sports, and Roto Grinders, uh, where I have my uh, market exploitation column up today. Yeah, speaking of which, it was so funny that we just like casually referenced the the Joe Flacco Tory Smith stack last year and then or last week, and then yeah. everyone on Twitter was like, "Dude, I played that stack," and I'm like, "I'm yeah, like, we I just know. we we maybe talked about it for a minute." Because last, because yeah. I had the, I I talked about the Austin Davis Brian Quick one and then the Tory, uh, Flacco one. I, I don't even have one this week. It's, I I'm I'm it, it's the it's the hole in one philosophy. Yeah, I have I have no. You know what? I'm gonna tee it tee it up on the next tee and I'm gonna throw one out there. You yeah, ready? Do it. Cousins Garcon. All do right, it. all Plug right, it all right. I dig that. I dig that. That'd be really contrarian with with no DJX. Yeah. So, um, Cousins Garcon. And I'm JJ Zacharyson. You can find me over at numberfire.com um, with some fun stuff over there. It's super fun. Denny, you want to go get some milkshakes? I'm not sick this time. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's let's do that. I could take my surgical mask off now. Yes. Thanks everyone for listening, especially you, Kenny Darter. Hopefully you enjoyed, and we will catch you all in week eight. Thank you for listening to Live in the Stream. We hope you enjoyed the internet podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now. It won't take long, it's fast. For more fantasy football info, check out LakeGroundQB.com. Hope you come back soon as we share about the team.